minister message called the, the Yoke of Freedom. And you say to yourself, Terry, a yoke of freedom? Those are oxymorons. Yokes are heavy. Yokes are difficult. And freedom is light. So how, how do you figure that? Well, with God, all things are possible. And I trust that you, you will look at this from what, from what the Lord has showed me and say to yourself, yeah, there is a yoke of freedom. Everybody here, listen, listen real good. Everybody here has a, a, a little bit of taste of freedom. A little bit. But you need more. Everybody needs more freedom. Free to be a servant. Free to do what God wants you to do. Free to, to walk in the power that God wants you to walk in. We all need freedom. Is that Okay. All right, let's go. All right. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Look at this. The Bible says, Come to me, Jesus said, All you who labored are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who's going to give you rest? Jesus is, yeah. He says, Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. Look at that. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, when he says, Put it on, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me read that out of the Passion Translation. It says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Question mark. Then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am an oasis. I'm an oasis. You need more living water. I do too. We need more living water to flow through us. And that's why the Lord, that's why the Bible says, look at this. I am your oasis. So come to him. Yeah. In the Amplified Bible, look what it says. It says, Come to me, all you weary and heavy burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. I don't know where you, I don't know where you stand there, but religion, that's all man's ways of trying to get you to come to God. Most of them don't work. Most of them are just legalistic type stuff. How many know if God's after a relationship? Yeah, he's, he's after one-on-one. Yeah. And then... He, this is, a, this is the same translation in the message. It says, are you tired? Mm-hmm. Worn out a little bit. Burned out on religion. Look at that. Come to me, he says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Look at that. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Let me just stop right there. What is an unforced rhythm of grace? Well, God is, he's always moving, he's walking, he's talking, he's doing stuff. And there doesn't seem to be any, any rhyme or reason to it sometimes. Those are unforced rhythms that God, God uses. And he said to us, would you follow me? You, you'll be able to learn and understand and appreciate the unforced rhythms of my grace. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. I saw that, and I said, yes, Lord. I want to live freely, and I want to live lightly. So, I want to do what you say here. I'm not burned out on religion. I threw that away a long time ago. But, but we, all, we all struggle with some, some areas in our life that we just want to control. We want to do it our way. You guys, you know that. You've been doing that a long time. Lord says, hey, it's, it's my way. It's Yahweh. Do it Yahweh. Yeah. 
So let me explain the yoke to you in case you don't know. Here's a picture of, a, of an animal with a yoke. See? See those two things? And what it does, it's, 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 a, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's a wooden yoke placed upon two animals. Why, why is that there? Well, when they're plowing, they can, they, they, they can do a straight line. If there's one oxen, he's going to go all kinds of places. Two oxen will make that row straight. Did you know that? Yeah. How many know the Lord wants us to walk straight? Yeah. And what it does, what if one of those oxen got tired? What if they got tired? Well, if he was, if he was a loner and doing the field himself, he'd be worn out. But with two of them here, see, one relaxes a little bit and the other does the work. That's, that's, that's the purpose of the yoke, to get more done, to get the job done uh, faster, quicker, however that far, farmer wants to Wants to, wants to do it. But the Holy Spirit is, is, I believe he's commanding us now, put on the yoke of freedom. Put on the yoke of Jesus and saying, you know, I didn't know this thing was so complicated. It ain't complicated. You just got to do it. And once you do it, things will happen. You watch. You watch. And after tonight, let me encourage you. Don't, don't, don't leave this message alone. Don't leave this message I asked, I asked, I've asked the Lord over there. I said, Lord, put this message deep in the hearts of your people say that, so they will and they can walk in more freedom than they ever had before. And you, you, you're not doing it by yourself. You're yoked with Jesus. Wow, that's so important. So important. Yeah. We put this yoke on not to do more work, but to stay in close communion with the Lord. That's why we put that yoke on. That's why Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When you're working with the Lord, He does all the work. All He wants you to do is just obey and follow Him. Is that good? Romans 13, 14 says this, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. And I says, Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of the epistles, three, three or four of them, talk about putting on and putting off things in our life. You all know about that. Put on righteousness. Put on holiness. Put off what? Wickedness and, 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 and sexual sins and immorality. He talks about that a, a whole bunch. So, I believe, I believe the Lord is saying, learn how to dress yourself. Learn how to dress yourself. Put on his yoke. It's easy. It's light. It's wonderful. And then, I like the first three words. He says, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. What a powerful and a direct invitation to join the team of the Lord. To join forces with the king of the universe. Doing what he wants you to do, being where, where he's at, and that's what he desires. He says, come with me. Come to me. That's so good. You know, some, some perhaps, you may not know what the Lord wants you to do in this life. You may, be, you may be just brand new in the Lord, or you may have forgotten. But he hasn't. When you put that yoke on, he's going to direct you. 
He's going to honor you. He's going to, he's going to say, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. How many know the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord? He's going to direct your steps. He's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. And here's the other thing. He's an ever-present help in time of need. And we need him now. We've got to have him now. There's no, there's no tomorrow. It's now we got we got to have him. Bless the Lord. I mean, oh, he's the spirit of truth as well. And he's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. That's what we need so much of. We put that yoke on. And Jesus said, yes, now I got you where I want you. Now, he says, walk in truth. Walk in truth. Walk in truth. I have no greater joy. Didn't, didn't John the Revelator say, he said, I have no greater joy than to, to hear that my people walk in truth. What did Pilate say before he, before he, before he put a sentence on Jesus? What is truth? And he walked away and washed his hands. He stand right in front of truth. And he just pushed it away. Don't do that. Don't do that, said Jesus. You are the truth. Is the way, the truth, and the life. Picture yourself yoked up to Jesus. Picture yourself. Oh, man, that's so good. Just right there. Think about it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You see? It's not a horsepower. It's not a dog collar that to put on you. It's a collar that says, it's a collar to, it's a yoke to say, it's easy and it's light. It's going to refresh you. And you're going to advance the kingdom of God by keeping that yoke on. You're going to become even more obedient than you are by keeping that yoke on. Because you're near to God. Come close. What's he say? Come close to God. And he will come close to you. Man, a yoke is about as close as you're going to get, huh? Whoa. Can you smell his breath? It smells like angels. I'm telling you. Guys, I can talk like this because I've been there. I know what it is to, to take that yoke and do it by myself. Man. Yeah. I think we all have some ways. Look at verse, in verse 29 in the message. It says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I love that. Walk with me. Work with me. I'll show you how to do it. Yeah. What's the Bible tell us to do? To walk worthy of the calling the Lord has given to us. He says, walk worthy. Walk, walk in love. Walk circumspectly before the Lord. Walk carefully before the Lord. Well, how are you going to how are you going to walk straight without a, without a yoke on you? You get you get to run and get all tired and fall down. Want to rest? The Lord says, I still got some work for you to do. Walk worthy of your calling. Worthy of your calling. He's called you and created you for such a time as this. We all have things to do. God has given us. He's not given us a spirit of fear to fear. Power, love, and the sound of disciplined mind. That's our God. Yeah. Let me encourage you about this point too. When you don't feel, when you don't feel the yoke of Jesus on you, stop. Stop. And say, Lord, recalibrate me. Reset me somehow. I've got off course somehow. Why is that? 
things that are done. Don't, don't want to say, I don't need that yoke and try to do it yourself. So it's called the presence of the Lord. The yoke is, is for you to appreciate and enjoy and live like with the presence of God. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord is joy, isn't it? Wonderful joy. It's His presence. That's, that's, that's the stuff that makes us go. It's His presence. So push that reset button. Push, push the cal- recalibrate button. Your life say, Lord, I'm going to stop right here before I get in any more trouble. I don't want to do it myself. And then you say, Lord, put your yoke on me. You see, are you, are you brave enough to stop? Say, God, put that yoke on me. I'll take it off. Or it's coming loose and push it away. Whatever reason you want to give. Just stop right there. Push the reset button. Push the recalibrate button. It'll, it, it probably, it perhaps will save your life. It perhaps will save your life, yes. Yeah. It's all about His presence. You know? wow. Psalm 46.10 says this, and, and the King James says, um, um, Be still and know that I'm God. And the New American Standard says, Stop striving or cease striving, quit striving, and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted on the earth. And the Passion Translation says, Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. Another, another translation says, Relax. Let it go. He's got this. Because we get so worried and carried away by things that we can't do. We don't want to wait on God's timing. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, hey, stop your striving. Quit it. Relax. I've got this. I've got your life. Oh, that's so good. So good. Yeah. Let go. says is, Lord, without you I can do nothing, but it also says, Lord, with you I can do all things. What's he want you to do? He wants you to do all things. Stay yoked. Stay yoked to the king. Stay yoked to the Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And then another point I want to make is uh, cleanse yourself of any yokes, bondages, unholy alliances, friends that may drag you down. In other words, take responsibility for your past sins, your friends, situations you've done, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you break those things off of your life. You can do it. God's given you power to do it. Yeah. Let me, let me share this with you. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, solid foundation of God stands, having the seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Get the sin out. 
saying. Depart from iniquity. Verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone, look at that, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So he's saying to us, you cleanse yourself. You cleanse yourself. How can I do that, Gary? Which is a, just call out to the Lord. Say, God, I need a cleansing. I need your precious blood to cleanse me of some things. I got some things that are just messing me up, weighting me down. Remember, are you Yokes are real. These things are real in our lives. So, the Lord says, these things need immediate attention in our lives. Number one is busyness. Distractions, lack of focus. Busyness. Corey Ten Boom said, beware of the barrenness of a busy life. B-U-S-Y. Buried under Satan's yoke. But look at this one. H-O-L-Y. Doesn't the Lord want us to be holy? Be holy even as your your Father in Heaven is holy? H-O-L-Y. Having only the Lord's yoke. Whoa, yeah. That's it? Lord, if I only had your yoke on and didn't have mine on, I could, I could do a whole bunch. Grab a hold of that. Live holy. Hope you don't forget that one. Holy is the Lord. Holy are you, Lord. But distractions. The devil won't make you bad, but he'll make you busy. How many know that to be the case? Busy. Corey Tendlin said this, Beware of the barrenness of a busy life. Y'all know that. You've been so busy, get so tired out. Blow up your hands? No. Recalibrate. Put that yoke on. Say, God, help me, strengthen me. Get rid of that busyness in my life. Number two, distractions are an enemy of greatness in your life. So make the main thing the main thing. Walking in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And number two is sin. S-I-N means self-indulgent nature. Is that what sin is? Doing what we want to do when we want to do it. And I, but, but I see I see today a growing sin in, in, in America, in the congregations. And it's called the sin of self-absorption. In other words, consumed entirely with yourself. Your, your world has gotten so small, so tiny, that all you can see is just what's in front of you. All you can see is just your little plants and yourself absorbed, feeding yourself and doing those things to make you happy, to give you some type of happiness and contentment. It's called self-absorption. Get rid of it. It's a yoke. It's heavy. So that, it's, it's a 200-pound yoke on you. I'm telling you. Here's what I do know, too. There's very few people in Africa that have that sin of self-absorption. They just go and hand them out every day. I mean, that's a good thing in a lot of ways. Thank you. 
any, any hidden sins you may have in your life? That's a yoke. Any secret sins in your life? That's a yoke. So here, I'm not telling anybody that. Well, why not? You don't tell anybody. You have to tell the Lord that. So tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be full of stuff. There's some heavy yokes going to be dropped at the altar tonight. take that from you. He'll take that secret sin. He'll take that, that little thing that's been bothering you. Anger. Hmm. I'm telling you, God is, he, he's coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. We've got to be ready. He's coming soon. I can tell you some things, some small things that have happened to me. I've, I've never had some things happen to me like they have just in the last three or four months, miracle-wise. God's up to something. It sure ain't me either. It's Him. He's doing it. That's the Lord. And then past sins and disappointments. Mm. Past sins and disappointments. God is he's not concerned about your past. He's concerned about your future. And you don't, don't, let your, don't let your past blockade or stop your future. You've got you to leave that behind you, guys. You know, here, here, here's the thing. You get to heaven. He said, weren't you a drug addict? The Lord ain't going to say that to you. Oh, you're my man. You're, you're saved and sanctified and filled with my love. Old things are passed away. So let those things go. Bury them in the sea of forgetfulness. Confess them to the Lord. That's what it'll do to them. Yeah. Don't keep anything. How about unforgiveness, guys? Is there any unforgiveness in our lives? This is perhaps the heaviest yoke to the best. It doesn't want to go away unless you let it go away. Take challenge, guys. That's the whole reading a book called uh, Seven Times Seventy. It's about what Jesus said about forgiveness, about unforgiveness. Peter was just really a hot shot. He said, hey, how many times did I need to forgive my brother? Seven times? He said, wow, seven times. And she said, no, seven times seven. That's 490 times. In other words, that means all the time. So forgive somebody. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. If you've got to say that every day, Lord, forgive that person for doing that in my If you have to do it every day for two months, do it. But you'll be free. That's a heavy yoke. But here's the thing. The devil says, hey, you can't forgive that person. Look what they've done. They'll do it again to you. Come on. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all sin, all wickedness, all stain. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, my Lord. And then apathy, lethargy, and complacency results in stagnation. In other words, this COVID thing sure hasn't helped any. Good, it's gracious. So this is the first time in, in, in how many years? Two years? You've had a Wednesday night service? Live? Man, I'm privileged. And you are too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So here's, here's I think, what's happened during that two-year COVID-type stuff. Some people say, hey, I like this online stuff. I can go to church with my PJs. You know? Come on. What about the giftings that God has given to you? 
We need those. You don't come to church and share them. You're stealing from God. You're a thief. I'm telling you. So don't be a thief. Get, come to church. Say, God, forgive me. T- tell your friends about it, too. You, you don't. Here's what happens. When the presence of God is not real in your life, you become, oh well, I guess I can do without that. And then one week leads to another week, leads to goodness. Oh, what are you? God is calling us. Time to step up. Put your put the put, put the paddle to the metal. Concerning the things of God. Amen. And then uh, Five is the carnality, the worldliness. In other words, embracing the world system. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants our mind to be renewed. That's our biggest problem is our mind. We think too much. We don't think about the right things. And the Lord says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Another translation says, don't follow the customs and behaviors of this world. Because the world will take you on a trip you don't want to go on. It's totally opposite of what God's doing. The world says, take, 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 take as much as you can. The Lord says, give, 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 give as much as you can. See, that's just one of the difference. So let God do and work in your life. If your mind is not in, in, in proper order, let me just help you a little bit. It's called proper alignment. This is what I do every morning. Stand up and say, body, boom, line up to the soul. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions. Okay. Body, line up to your soul. Soul, line up to the spirit. Spirit, line up to the spirit, the Holy Spirit and no one else. So, so the Holy Spirit will control your life. Keep praying that prayer until it works, until you see some action in your life. It's called proper alignment. Because if you don't do that, 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 that old man, that, that fleshly man, that carnal man will say, Hey, that's too much. You know, you know, come on, hey. What's the excitement about this stuff? Anyway, just, so that's the way to do it. That'll help you. That'll help you. Mind, minds t- need to be renewed. And then 1 John chapter 2, 15 and 16, Do not love this world nor the things that it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Wow. Verse 16, for the world offers what? Only a craving for physical pleasure, number one. In other words, craving for physical pleasure, craving for everything we see, and the pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what God, what pleases God, will live forever. We will always have the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life with us. We always will. So if you recognize what that is, it's just carnality. It's just the world trying to creep into your spirit. Just say no to it. Just say no. Say, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. 
That's so true. You're learning that. You're learning to do without. But what can't you do without? Because it's the Lord. Fellowship together. Worship, praise. That's what he's saying to me. He loves you guys. He does his special plans for you. I didn't know that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Look at Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you die and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who's your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yeah. I love that. Set your mind on things above. Um, before before a revival came in to end the Pensacola church, we had a worship leader there. His name was Tom Atkinson. He wrote a song that said, Here's some of the worst that. He says, I'm looking for another home, not made with mortal hands. I long to see the one who died for me, my Savior and my friend. I, I, I just want to encourage you just, just to look up. Your salvation draws me. Your salvation draws close. Think on these things that are eternal. Think on these things that, that have a place in eternity. That's what to think of, yeah. And then concerning your minds, here's another scripture here. Look at this. First Peter 5, 7. Casting, we, we say this, we say King James says, uh, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. But this explains it a little bit better. The Amplified. This is casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him, on the Lord. For he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. I love that. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Who else can care for you like Jesus? I mean, tell me. Well, my wife cares for me. She does a good job. Yeah. But your wife can't save you. Your wife can't take you to heaven. Cast all your cares on him. Sometimes your wife makes you anxious. Come on, been there. Sometimes you make your wife anxious. Matthew six twenty six says, "Look, look, 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 and listen to the birds that work. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much more valuable than they?" Look at the birds. Do all our work and fly around, have a wonderful time. The Lord cares for him. He knows that sparrow when it falls. He knows where it's at. And he knows you as well. So don't worry about your one. If you look at it a little closer, he says, Why worry about what you eat, what you drink, your clothing and everything? And I feed the birds. They're beautiful. They don't have to work. Stop worrying about that. And then Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, for no thing, no thing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, look at this, peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we need something more than anything else, it's a heart peace. Peace of your heart. Peace. 
heart says, it's well with my soul. Why? Because your mind is stayed on him. You got those things, you got those things under control, and you say, God, put that yoke on. I'm going for the ride. Yeah, I'll take you for a ride. Yeah. Or if we don't go too far, we're good. You may not you may not need to go too far. Just go where he asks you to go. With a yoke on, goodness, some days are going to be a little bit busier than others. But you've got to understand that. Your life is busy all the time. He wants to slow you down a little bit. Teach you how to think. Mm-hmm. So I believe that being yoked with Jesus, yoked with his presence, it's just, it's just a key, key to everything. You grab this and you'll be good. Wonderful verse in Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So my question is, that, that yoke that we have, what side are we supposed to be on? Well, we should be on the right side. Because if Jesus is on the left, he can put his arm around you. What's this that? At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God wants to put his right hand on you and give you pleasures forevermore. Stay close to Jesus. Stay close to that mighty right hand that he has. I'm not sure where it's at, but in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the left hand and the right hand of God. The left hand is like a child. You hold that child with your left hand. Position yourself. Lord, where are you? Okay. okay. Now position yourself. I do that at home. Come on. Get, get that chair. Okay, Lord. Put your arm, put your arm around me. And he does. He squeezes me. He shows me. And he says, can I get on the other side tomorrow? I said, yeah, you So, I'm saying Sometimes we get out of control. So jump over to the passenger side. That's nice. He's got this situation in hand. Let him do the driving. He's got a GPS, God's positioning system. He knows where to go. He ain't going to let you out of the strand in any place. He's the lover of your soul. He's the Holy One of Israel. He knows. He's not going to get detoured either. That's the Lord. Is this helping a bit? Guys? I, I see some freedom coming, coming in, in, your, in your eyes already. You say, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And you can. You can. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying, return to me. I'm in the sacred place. Psalm 91 says, he who, he who dwells, he who lives, who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
That's what the Lord's saying. Live in secret place. Let me just encourage you to increase your secret place time with the Lord. Increase that secret place time with Him. Yes, some of you started off a little slow, but I think I've developed. So you, you, you don't want to get out of your secret place. You don't want to get out of that place where the Lord has you. He's speaking to you. He's loving on you, doing all those things. of the Lord is weighing in your life, you don't, you, don't, you don't feel God's presence like you used to, that's all the more reason to say, oh God, I need to stay in that secret place. I need to be, I need to be transformed inside and out. He'll do it. He'll do it. But what he wants from you is a commitment. He wants to see. He wants to see. In other words, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. James 1.22. Do what it says. Obedience. Without obedience in your life, your worship is just a mere attempt to flatter God with your words. You just, you just fly it off the handle. Obedience. Do what he tells you. The first time. Yeah. He's saying, return to me. Return to my presence. Come to me. Return to me. Man. And then, as, as I looked a little bit at the Old Testament, I just, just point out one example here. Moses and the children of Israel never realized the significance of the yoke that God had placed on their lives. Moses started off real good. After he saw that burning bush and he fell on his face, God says, lead, that, lead your people. He says, here I am, God. And he, 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 was, he, was, he was really doing good for a period of time. And he, and he got all those people. And what did they do? Grumbled, complained, bickered, moaned, all kinds of stuff. Grumbling and complaining and unbelief. Here's a pretty important fact here. They destroyed the Sabbath rest that God wanted to give them. Hebrews 4 says there's a Sabbath rest that belongs to the children of God. It's a heart piece, people. It's just peace of heart saying, ah, I'm good. Right where I should be. Thank you, Lord. I wrote down here. They despaired of life. They stopped trusting God and were looking for a man named Moses as their source and provider. Rather than their deliverer, they witnessed. We all know the results of trusting man. Let me read that again. They were looking for a man, Moses, as their source and provider rather than the deliverer. Ain't nothing like our God. He's the only one who can deliver. He's the only one who can save and set free. So put that yoke on. It's light. It's easy. It's refreshing. He's going to see you through. Yeah. And if you, if you look at what happened there, God, made, God gave the children of Israel everything. Can you imagine not buying shoes and clothes for 40 years? They didn't have magazine then, did they? Pillar, pillar by day. Cloud of fire by night. Pillar by cloud by day. Take that sun off of them. Wow. He gave them everything. Manna in the desert. And then they lusted, they lusted for food. 
God gave him some food. He, he got all kinds of quail, didn't he? Gave him a whole bunch. Had a whole bunch. So he met their needs. And then he didn't put that yoke the Lord wanted on him to follow after Moses. Some of, some of you got a leader that you're saying, I don't know if I can follow that person. I don't know. Put the yoke on. Follow him. Follow him as he follows Christ. Yeah. Scripture that talks about this Psalm 95, verse 9 and 11. It says, Do not harden your hearts as in rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, the Lord says, they tried me, though they saw my work. For 40 years I was grieved or disgusted with that generation. Look at that. 40 years disgusted with that generation and said, It is the people who go astray in their hearts, they do not know my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. When I saw that, I said, Lord, that heart peace that you've been you're talking about here needs more now than ever before. Without peace, peace of heart and, and, and a clear mind, clear conscience before God, you, you won't feel that yoke like what the Lord wants you to. Perhaps you may... You may not even recognize the presence of the Lord and just continue going where you're going without stopping. Goodness. I don't want to come get you. You may not make it. But I hear the Lord saying, I'll show you. I'll direct you. I'll keep the yoke on you. It's light. It's easy. It's refreshing. And besides, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. I'll walk with you all the days of your life. Sabbath rest. Sabbath rest. It belongs to the children of God. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't think you're so strong, so powerful, and so full of God, you can't ask for help. That's so important. Don't think you're so religious or so full of the Word that you can't ask, ask somebody for help. I'm, t- I'm, just, a, I'm just a beggar telling other beggars where to find fresh bread. That's all I am. You find fresh bread in the secret place. And you come out of the secret place and say, oh, look, that yoke looks really good. Because i got some heavy yokes to take off before I get my new one. Hallelujah. It's good. Sometimes God's going to send you somebody to help you. Jesus had a helper. Had the Holy Spirit with him all the time. But in the physical sense... What about Simon of Cyrene? Came along to help him carry that cross. God will send somebody for you if you cry out loud enough. He knows you. He knows what you're doing. Absolutely. That Holy Spirit, he's a, he's a paraclete. Paraclete. One who comes alongside to help in time of need. You need him right now. The Holy Spirit come, come around and say, yeah. I can help you. I'll help you take the old yoke off, the yoke of sin, the yoke of selfishness, the yoke of anger, whatever that may be. And I'll put a new yoke on He'll do it. He's, remember what the, who the Holy Spirit is. He's the, he's the power source of the adorable God. That's just, that's just a 
That sounds holy. The power source of the adorable God. says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Another translation says, I, I didn't approve of your works. I didn't approve of what you did. You're doing all kinds of stuff for the Lord, quote unquote. He said, I didn't approve of those works. In the Passion Translation, it says, Go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. In other words, you never yoked yourself up with me. You're doing all these things by yourself without that yoke on. We've all done those. Come on. We've all done those things by ourselves for whatever reason. But the Lord is saying to us, put the yoke of Jesus on. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. He wants to put his, put his yoke on you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Learn how I did it. Learn to, learn to, to walk in the unforced rhythms of my grace. Learn to walk with me. speak to you first. Don't, don't say, take some baby steps now. No. Take some baby steps. I'll show you. I'll direct your paths. Let's all stand. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. The, the yoke of freedom. I know this message has touched your heart. I know it has. But quiet, you've been attentive. You've asked the Lord to you've asked the Lord to do some things in your life. I know that. And I, I just uh, just want to encourage you. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God really wants to do something extra special. Extra special. He's got a yoke for you that's exactly the right size for you. Not too big, not too small. He knows, he knows your, your collar size, your foot size, your wing size. He knows all about that. So he's, he's got a, an individual yoke adjusted just for you. And the Lord will say, Come to me. Let me put that yoke on you. And before you do that, take the old ones off because it will weigh you down. You've got to get rid of the old before the new comes. That piece of property, you got an old house on, you got to tear that house down before the new one goes up. Okay, well, 
I want to build a new one next door. Well, you don't have the money for land for that. That's why you do that. Besides, your mother and your father gave you a piece of property. down that old yoke that you had. Mm. Some of it stinks. Put on the new yoke. The yoke is easy. It's light. It's free. Freedom. We all need more freedom. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. L-I-F-E means living in freedom every day. L-I-F-E. He said, I'll give you that life so you can live in freedom. So you can Walk with me. So you can't have that, 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 that heart peace that you so desire. So, Lord, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and put that, uh, that music on if you will. I just want to encourage you. The altars are open. Spend some time with the Lord tonight. Get rid of that old stuff. And put on the new yoke. It's easy. It's light. And uh, how will I know the yoke is on? Well, you know. He'll tell you. Ask him, say, is it on yet, Lord? Yeah, he will. Yeah. Altars are open, so come. Turn it up a little bit. So come on. Oh, yoke off. Yes, Lord. 